0: going to have a a reading now and as it will say on the screen in just a second this is taken from Matthew 25 and some extracts from Psalm 107 Old and New Testament and the psalm is going to intercept the words of Jesus to give uh, another perspective on these words that Jesus said linking the old and the new thank you
1: give thanks to the Lord for he is good his love endures forever.
2: When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another. A shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right Come. You who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat.
1: They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away.
2: I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink.
1: For he satisfies the thirsty, and fills the hungry with good things. He turned rivers into a desert, flowing springs into thirsty ground. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. I needed clothes, and you closed me. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. I was sick, and you looked after me. He sent forth his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Some sat in darkness and the deepest gloom, prisoners suffering in iron chains. He brought them out of darkness and the deepest gloom and broke away their chains. For he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Then the righteous will answer him,
2: Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? or Thursday and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did
1: for me. Whoever is wise, let him heed these things and consider the great love of the Lord.
0: I'm going to be speaking from uh, Matthew 25, uh, verses 31 to 46, if you'd like to open up your Bibles. That's Matthew 25, uh, verses 31 to 46. Now, cereal, when I was uh, growing up in the family home, uh, my mum would do all the shopping for me and my brothers, and uh, she would often buy um, fairly average cereal in in my book. For a lot of you, Shreddies, Weetabix, um, stuff like that is probably quite special for you. But for me, that was fairly dry and average. I I like stuff like Golden Grahams, uh, Sugar Puffs, all the sugary ones. And occasionally, uh, we'd be allowed... Uh, to have some of the more exciting cereals, uh, once a month or so if we're lucky. Uh, but my absolute favourite of all the UK-based uh, cereals, Fruit, Fruit Loops is another matter, um, is Cocoa Pops. Are there any Cocoa Pops fans out there? <laughs> o- only four or five? <laughs> Sam, good. Because um, in a minute I'm going to need a volunteer to come up here, because one thing my mum often did was think that she could trick me by buying some home brand rubbish. So so she'd get some Tesco's um, Cocoa Pops equivalent um, and think that I wouldn't notice. But I could tell the difference every time. So I need a Cocoa Pops fan to come up and see if they can tell the difference. Paddy likes his food. Um, Do you want to come up? Okay, so we've got uh, two different bowls here. One is... Coco Pops. It's Kellogg's Coco uh, Pops, the proper stuff. The other one is Choco Pops. What a rip-off that name! It's uh, it's Waitrose, so it could be Choco Pops, but it's uh, <laughs> but we've got Choco Pops and Coco Pops. So, um, do you want to have a taste of both of these and then guess which one you think is the real deal? Is it good? That's Choco Pops. <laughs> do you want to try the, do you want to try this one to check it's the real one? <laughs> Brilliant. Let's just check. Yes, well done. You got it right. Do you want to go and sit down? Now, there's no falling me and there's no falling him. (laughs) Now, the thing, the the biggest difference I find is that with Cocoa Pops, there's much more chocolate in them. They're much more chocolatey. You can kind of taste the difference quite easily. Um, Now, putting food aside, if we can, um, (laughs) some of us might find it hard, Um, the sheep and the goats in this passage that we're going to be looking at uh, would have looked very similar in many ways. Um, But the shepherd would have been able to separate them quite easily. He would have seen the difference. And in the same way, uh, we as human beings, when grouped together, can look quite similar on the outside. If we think about a uh, big school photograph, it can sometimes take quite a while to pick out uh, that friend of ours. And so sometimes um, it's quite difficult to separate us. But uh, when we look at uh, verse 46, at the end of the very end of the passage, we don't normally go right to the end, but that's where we're starting talks about when Jesus will come again and judge us. And verse 46 tells us that the righteous, those who are right with God, uh, will get eternal life, but the unrighteous, uh, eternal punishment. So God will know straight away who the righteous are, and he'll put them on his right-hand side, and who the unrighteous are. There's no falling God, just like there was no falling us with the Cocoa Pops. Um, But it seems quite shocking, really, especially is throughout the whole passage, uh, both the groups of people uh, call Jesus Lord. They both call him uh, Lord, if you look closely. So, the question is, what makes the sheep different from the goats? Well, the answer to that question, as we unpack this passage, is that their faith, the the sheep's faith, uh, is genuine. They put Jesus first in what they do, They don't just call him Lord in moments they need him, but they call him Lord uh, throughout the whole of their lives. And just like there's uh, no falling, many of us when it comes uh, to these things, Choco Pops, it looks quite posh actually, it is Waitrose, but um, from the outside, both look very similar, but when we taste them, uh, we know which one is the genuine article. And just the same goes with faith. God knows uh, if a a faith is genuine or not. And in the book of James, uh, chapter 2, verse 17, we're told that faith, if it isn't accompanied uh, by actions, is a dead faith. So how does the sheep, or the uh, genuine Christian, because that's what the sheep represents in this passage, live out their faith? Uh, Well, let's, let's take a quick look. Uh, Verse 35 uh, gives us the impression that the first thing to notice is that they loved others. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. So quite simply, they responded to other people's needs in love, and we've been hearing a bit about that uh, with the Romanian gypsies and, and various different examples. But how often do we actually do that uh, in a society that says it's all about me and promote me? Um, how often do we look out for other people's needs? And also, by loving others through that, and we'll see, should come up now, they love Jesus through loving others. They love Jesus. Verse 40 says. Jesus says, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Isn't that quite uh, astounding? If we're helping others and we're serving others, then we're also uh, serving and loving Jesus at the same time. And verse 45 tells us in a, a statement of contrast that whatever we don't do for others, we don't do for Jesus. And that has certainly challenged me recently, uh, particularly when thinking about my uh, family and my friends who aren't Christians. Whatever I don't do for them, I don't do for Jesus. And their biggest need is is the good news of Jesus. But we don't need to fear, because if we believe and trust in Jesus, then we have uh, the Holy Spirit uh, living inside us, uh, the Great Helper. And it's the Great Helper because it helps us Uh, to live a life for Jesus. And sometimes we we may not even realise that we're actually doing these things, that we're loving others, um, because it should be, if we're a Christian, um, something that comes naturally to us. If we've got the Holy Spirit living inside us, then we should naturally want to help other people and to love others. So they showed their faith was genuine uh, by loving God and loving others and uh, we are to do the same but I just want to ask uh, a couple of questions this evening um, that passage should come up again on the next slide I want us to focus on what it means uh, when we're talking about the least Jesus talks and I quote the least of these brothers of mine who are the least that we come across in our daily lives who are the people that are often uh, looked down upon uh, in our lives so I want us to think about that um, just for a minute or so with the people around us. Who are the people that are often looked down upon? So we've discussed who we mix with um, in a daily basis a bit earlier, but who are the least uh, that we come across? So just a couple of minutes. Think about that. (laughs) Okay, has anybody got ideas Matt? Matt's going to come round with the, the microphone. Uh, who are the least that we come across in our lives? Who are often looked down upon?
1: Strangers.
0: Strangers. Very good. Yeah. Often um, we don't want to mix with strangers. We're of, often looked down upon. Yeah. Anything else? Beggars. Beggars. Yeah. So often we can just walk past people who are begging on the street and not pay them any attention. Anything else? What about specifically um, to our own lives? Yeah. The lady, who, in, the lady who sells the big issue, just near to White rows. Yeah, that's very good.
2: And elderly people who don't speak up for themselves.
0: Yeah. Very good. I'd I put a f- uh, one or two of them down as well. as uh, bu- People who are bullied. Uh, that bullying can ha- often happen when we don't notice it. Um, people who can't speak up for themselves um, is, a, is a key one. Uh, the homeless as well. Uh, I guess that links into um, begging as well. Um, and also, I think one of the, the biggest things looking at this passage... Um, is we, we can easily and, and quite rightly focus on, on physical need, but there is a great spiritual need. And so those who are close by us, whether it's at work, our work colleagues, whether it's our schoolmates, um, they, they need us to, to speak to them about Jesus, as um, it was mentioned earlier. Okay, the second thing and the final thing um, I want us to discuss with the people around us is what stops us then? What stops us from mixing with these people? We've we've come up with loads of different ideas for people that we should mix with, but why don't we? Because so often we just walk past people, uh, ignore them. Um, So just a a minute or so then with people around us. Why why don't we? What stops us from mixing with uh, these people? Okay, Batty. Right. Have people got some ideas. Then, why? What stops us from mixing with people? Why don't we mix with these types of people? What gets in our way? At the back, Mark. I think maybe we get frightened about what it might lead to if we befriend somebody that's marginalised. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, Alistair, at the front. Uh, we may not have anything in common with them. Okay, that's a good one. We may not have something in common with them. Um, do you think that's a good excuse, Alistair? No, but it means you have to construct a bridge across over like somehow. Yeah, okay. So, very good. Anyone else at the back, Vera? Oh. Go, Ken. Fear,
2: all sorts of fear. Fear of abuse, fear of attack, You know, uh, fear of ridicule,
0: whatever. Okay, very good.
2: Sometimes it's simple laziness. I just don't want to take my time.
0: Yes, laziness. Okay. Um, A couple I came up with as well. were um, One thing is that we uh, so often uh, are so busy, we have so many things going on that we don't take time out to help other people. We've got our own schedule, which and if I look at my own personal schedule in terms of social life, it is centred around me, football training, um, going to the cinema, doing this. Actually, where, when am I spending time to help other people? Uh, not just in your job, but outside of that. And the, the other thing which comes across quite uh, clearly in this passage um, is that so often we uh, don't look around us, as was illustrated in the drama. Um, we had a character who was walking past people who were in desperate need, and sometimes we just don't look around us. And if we, uh, verse 44 highlights that if we look at our Bibles. Um, they ask, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? They failed to see that actually uh, there was an opportunity to help people and they just couldn't see it. Maybe we're too busy. Maybe we don't look around. Maybe it's a pride thing. Maybe uh, we don't want... Uh, to ruin our reputation by helping others. So th- those are things that have really challenged me and it's a, it's a great thing that uh, we can think about that can challenge us this evening. Um, and a challenge for us this week then uh, is to think of someone that uh, you wouldn't normally associate yourself with, you wouldn't normally mix with and do something for them, something practically uh, out of your love for Jesus. So think of someone you wouldn't normally associate yourself with and do something for them out of your love for Jesus. Um, so maybe think about that uh, as we just come to a close for the rest of the um, the rest of the service so the question tonight then is who do you mix with and are you putting your faith into action